now listening to Pastor Adriel Cruz with World Renegade Church. So salvation is not a one-time prayer, but lifelong maintenance. People are different, because some will say people are different. People are different. Although these are principles in discipleship that are so vital, every case is a little different from the other. Every person is a little different. Are we ready for tonight now? Yes. Brand new. Let's do it. Yes, discipleship sees the potential in someone. Now, when you're discipling someone, you want to push them to learn the Word and learn how to read the Word, read the Bible, this collection of books that we know is the Bible. You want to get them to, to want to do that on their own because there should always be a stage where, sure, you're pushing them to, like, hey, no, go to the Scriptures. So what we want to show people is that the ultimate authority is not from our mouths, but from what was already written. Because if you're discipling someone and you're giving them a whole bunch of your godly advice, then that's not as effective at all in comparison to you going to teach this person, okay, let's go to see what the Bible says. Does this mean you have to have a scripture for every occasion memorized? Of course not. But you yourself, you can easily, on your phone, on a Bible app, write in the Word. Somebody's saying, man, man, but is being drunk a sin? Like, I like getting drunk. I mean, but I love God, but then I kind of like, let's go to the Scriptures on what the Bible says about drunkenness, about drinking. What does the Bible say about it? Let's, let's chop it up together. Let's unwrap it together. Amen? Amen. So you want to take that person you're discipling now and say, let's go to the Word for things and not just go to you for moral advice. Another thing you want to push this person to do is to pray on, the, on their own. Because there's going to be a time where they're going to call you and say, Hey, Jose, can you pray for me, man? I'm going through this. Right? And then weeks go by the same thing over and over and over and over again. Maybe different issues, but you kind of see the same thing happening. What you want to do is not always respond with a, Okay, cool, let's pray. Lord, we come before you right now. And all that good stuff. You want to ask them, Hey, have you prayed about this before? Have you prayed about it before? Hey, before you, you bring it to me, have you prayed about it and brought it to the Lord? So you want to bring them to a place where they know that they can hear from God and that God can speak to them. Of course, that'll take months. That may even take years. But you want to do your part in always directing them to pray on their own. Showing them what a biblical prayer looks like. And Jesus gives us an example in the scriptures that many of us know by heart. Our Father who art in heaven, right? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. What else? This is in heaven. What else? Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, right? Forever and ever. Amen, right? So... Listen to this now. If we were to chop up that prayer, which we're not going to do tonight, but if we were to chop up that prayer when the disciples asked Jesus, how am I supposed to pray, and we were going to chop it up, you'll notice what's in there, and that's what matters. It's not that you say those same words over and over again. Of course not. Jesus was against vain, repetitive prayers himself. But when you look at it, you're seeing, wait a minute, okay, says, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So you see, holiness and, 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 and praise with our mouth to say, God, you are holy. 
right? So you give praise, you give worship, then you ask for forgiveness, right? You're bringing up this, this heart of continual repentance. You're showing God that I don't want to be the same. Lord, forgive me, God. And then there's also an application that says, okay, I got to forgive others. So that, 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 that whole prayer in and of itself has so many layers, amen? So you want to bring somebody into knowledge of how to pray for themselves, amen? Because, if the, again, the biggest thing about discipleship is not them depending on you, but depending on God. Yeah, they could trust you, and you want to be trustworthy, and you want to be ex examples, but guess what? Christ is the ultimate example they could cling to. So you want to push someone to do what, church? What did you write down? What else? Read the Word on their own. Look for answers in the Bible. By the way, you can use Google, okay? It's not a sin to use Google sometimes to search a scripture. It's not a sin to say, what does the Bible say about? Write this website down. Gotquestions.org, right? There's an app too. Gotquestions.org. So you have questions? Amen. So discipleship sees the potential in someone. So when someone's hungry, they want God, they want to they want to change the world, they want to do all this, you want to walk them through steps in how to lean on God, on his understanding. Amen, because that's what makes everything right, not ours. Fourth point. Discipleship is procreative. Discipleship is procreative. This is what you want to do in discipleship, right? Louis, when someone's listening to you, they have your attention, they know you're giving them time, then what you're going to do now is when you're building with them, you're, you're, you're discipling them, you're loving them, caring for them, maybe correcting them. <laughs> you should be. That's okay. They need to know that that's all right too. They're teachable. They want to learn. So discipleship is what? Procreative. What is that word? What is that word when you hear it? What does it bring to mind? Weeks or months into that, that time you're spending with them, guess what you got to set them up for, Rich? You got to set them up for this. You're at Starbucks. You're with the brother, right? Listen, you know how the same way that I've been dealing with you and helping you and stuff like that for the past four or five months? Man, you're going to be able to do this with someone one day real soon. You're going to be able to do this. So it's about being procreative. We want to make sure that the disciples we're making, disciples of Christ, we want to make sure that they are aware of the fact that they too need to be disciple makers. And the sooner you let them know this, the more damage can be done in the spiritual for the good. Because guess what? They're already getting the concept of, okay, I'm not supposed to really lean on this person that much. I got to start getting on this thing because guess what? Somebody needs to, I need to be a rich to someone else. Again, this is based on different levels of time. But one thing's for certain. When the person you're discipling is bearing fruit, man, they're living holy. Again, they're, they're throwing sin off. They're not, they're not going to the club no more. They're not going to drink no more. They're, they're not going to be drunk no more. They're not going to love pornography no more. They're just changing, right? Can someone say they're changing? They're changing. So once you see that, months, 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 they're doing it. They're faithful. They're serving. They're plugged into the church. Man, they got a hunger for God and a passion. Amen? Amen. Once they're at that place, drop the bomb on them soon and say, hey, man, you know the same way that I'm with you and I'm doing this with you? Man, you're going to be able to do this with someone else. 
And some people, you can tell that to before they get to that point. Because guess what? That's going to push them to get to this point, to the raising hands and the, the loving and the passionate uh, hunger for God. Amen? Amen? Like there's some people that I've told before they were even ready for anything. And I said, man, you're going to be able to do this with someone else. And there's some people that I've told when they're already showing fruit and showing all this great greatness inside of them that God's doing. Amen? And here's the last one. Discipleship is you being an example. You want to be someone that a disciple can look up to and want to copy your good behavior in Christ. And I think of how much of a shame it would be if, if you're like willfully sinning like I'm talking about willfully, like you look for opportunities to sin, like your heart's very torn, like you're in a stage of, but I don't even know. Again, if you're at that stage, you're not ready to be a disciple maker, amen? amen. But if you're at a stage where you're saying, man, yes, I trust in Jesus, yes, I'm going to heaven, yes, I'm throwing off sin, yes, I'm being tempted, but I'm fighting it, I may fail, but I come back again, but I'm hungry to serve God and be holy, amen? amen. You're at that, if you're at that place, yes. Be a disciple maker, but you want to be an example. And your spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines would be how often you spend time or set aside time to spend with the Lord. How often are you praying throughout the day while you're working? Amen? Because I know some of you, because of your situation, I don't, God, I don't know, but I don't believe that maybe you're supposed to pray all day. I can either push prayer on you where you'll feel really bad if you don't pray and you'll feel down and guilty. Or I could let you know, pray without ceasing and I know you may not be able to pray as long as I do, but that's okay. Okay, I just want to, that's what I want to let out because I don't want you to feel, oh my God, but I got to pray two, three hours. Like I got to pray like an hour. I have to every single day or God's going to judge me. I don't want to put that on you. We want to excel in everything we do, though. If you're praying 10 minutes a day now, go to 20, brother. You're praying 20, go to 30, amen? Sister, you're, you're praying 5 minutes a day? Push it, girl. 10, 15, 20. Because of the sin in the world, because of how distracted we are, we need to set aside our time just like Jesus did to go and pray that's a spiritual discipline we're not born praying we're born crying so because of that nature we have and we're up against we have to develop our spiritual disciplines and one of those is prayer I don't know about you but that's how I hear from God y'all in his word I hear from God I hear from him in his word but when there's all the little things, I, man, I need to hear from God in my prayer. I, 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 I want to see His answer in, in someone's life. So that's why, that's why I'm able to talk to God, prayer. So we want to be able to cultivate that. So whether you're at a, a, a prayer time of 10 minutes a day, 15, don't let that hold you back from discipling someone else. Amen? But what it's going to do is what I addressed last week. <clears throat> and it's killing two birds with one stone. How many remember that, that analogy, that picture, where God puts someone in your life, you're discipling them, but it's going to push you now, right? Amen? It's going to push you to be even better, be holier. Because it's like, wow, 
man, I got to love on that person. I got to be a good example. But as you're trying to be a good example, you're not faking the funk. It's that God makes you now conscious of the fact that you need to step your game up. So I'm going to bring someone in your life. You're going to help them. I'm going to help them, of course, through you. But I need you to step it up in your devotion time with me. And you knowing the word and you being able to fight the devil off by yourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. This could go real long and real deep, that point. But discipleship is you being an example. Because some will say, if I want to disciple someone because I have to, then I've got to be an example. And now, let me give you the summary. This is a part of the vision of the church from now on till. I have pure white hairs and there's someone else going to be preaching here. This is the summary of everything I spoke for this week and last. A disciple maker will breach, teach, and beseech. <laughs> breach, teach, beseech. Okay? Picture the t-shirts. What's the first word? BTB, right? Breach, teach, beseech. This is what a disciple maker does. Breaching, what's that? Breaks through, sway. This is what you're going to do. You're going to breach. You're going to break through sinful hearts bound by the law with the gospel. Breach. Can someone say breach? Breach. You're going to teach. You're going to teach Christ and all he's commanded. Because some will say teach. Teach. And you're going to beseech. You're going to push someone to reproduce themselves. Because some will say beseech. Beseech. You know what beseech means? To ask someone urgently and fervently to do something. You implore them. You entreat them to do it. Beseech. So as a disciple maker, what are y'all going to do, church? Reach, teach, beseech. Come on, say it again. Preach, teach, beseech. 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 One more time. Preach, teach, beseech. Come on now. That was very good. BTB. Preach, teach, beseech. Hold on, hold on. I got a question. Hey, Jeremy. I want to disciple someone. See, I've been in church for a couple of years, okay? I've been knowing what it is to hear the word, and I've been knowing that I got to do something about it. So, Jeremy, what steps should I take to be able to go forth and help somebody come into relationship with Christ and walk them through it? How, how do I help them do that? You want the five points you gave with the breach teach? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a new person. I'm asking you, what in the world do I do if I want to help somebody come out and be different and be holier? Be an example. <laughs> but I'm a new person. I don't know what in the world that means. I mean, I understand, but I kind of knew that. Is there any three-step process that will help me do that? <laughs> Breach, teach, teach, and Oh man, what do you mean breach? Rich, what does breach mean? To break in. <laughs> 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 but breaking what? 
Call of Duty. Uh, we have to breach the doors. Okay. Just like that. Oh, so I gotta break in, right? To someone's car. <laughs> <laughs> Breach, what does that mean? Break through sinful hearts bound by the law with the gospel. Okay, so I got to break through sinful hearts with the gospel. Okay, I get it. What else should I do? Teach Christ. Teach Christ. And all that he commanded. Teach Christ and all that he commanded. Okay, I could do that. I could find that in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I could find it in the New Testament. Wow. And what should I do on the third occasion with the third point? <laughs> beseech. Beseech? I've got to beseech. What does that mean? I haven't heard that word for at least 200 years. And I need to tell them that they need to make disciples. Oh, wow. I get it. So I've got to breach, teach, beseech. Come on, even a hillbilly understands it. Amen. Amen, somebody. Even from Texas, they understand. Amen, somebody. Even from Mexico. With your voices loud, three points that you are to remember making disciples. What are they? Preach, teach, beseech. Come on now. Does that not sound good to it when you're hearing it? You can never forget it. And guess what? Because it's so simple. Listen to this. Because it's so simple in the end, my God. That means you can never forget it. God's going to hold you accountable. Say, well, you don't have to learn the whole sermon. You don't have to memorize the whole thing. All you had to do was remember, breach, teach, beseech. That's how you need to live your life as a disciple maker. Amen? Amen. And we're going to get those t-shirts to remember that. Thank you for listening. Visit razoo.com forward slash World Renegade Church and help World Renegade in reaching their communities, the city, and the world with the transformational power of the gospel.